Oh, I guess it just jumped right in. It didn't even give us the countdown. Mouth noises! Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a special episode as Micaiah crushes a Miller Lite of uh, the 4th and 1 podcast with myself, Fancy Trash Can, a.k.a. Skull Crusher. Just put the microphone down. Yeah, that works. Now look at all that leg that it's getting. All right. Well, that's better than all of the ceiling. I mean, that's 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 fair. Uh, and of course, next to Captain Boring, aka gets things done. Um, that's a good name for you, um, Mister Gets Things Done. Mister Gets Things Done. I, yeah. We're recording this on the day that last week's episode came out, which is a Friday, because we don't have anything else better to do with our lives. Well, that's not true. I I I need to progress in my Star Wars game in Jedi Survivor. Oh, okay. So that's what Makai will be doing after this. Well, I mean, no, because apparently we're hanging out after this. But this is what I could be doing instead of. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You well, said I have nothing better to do, and that's not true. Well, I mean, yeah. I took a nap before this. Yeah. It's it's different being in person and not having a game on at the it, same time. It, it, yeah, it's kind of weird. I'm not going to lie. Um, yeah. Did you know um, that the Denver Nuggets mascot makes $625,000 you know, a year? I, did you look into how and why he makes that well, much money? Well, I was going to ask you, is that split between all the people that play him, or does only one person play I him? I think only one person plays him. Yeah. Oh, Should we me. have Googled this before well, and maybe. actually maybe have done some journalistic integrity no, like Roberto? No, no because um, at this show is about uh, making wild accusations with very uh, – With little, nothing to back them up. With, with nothing to back them yeah. up. Absolutely, 100%. Yeah. yeah. So I liked your true or falses last week. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, the true or falses are great. I still want to do some of them with you um, because they're very interesting to me. You had you, – you didn't recognize it in the moment. But Robert had some spicy takes. Uh, uh, yeah. His his thing with Miami. That's not spicy at all. That's just fact. So it is spice. It's spicy because it's fact. But he's also wrong. No, he's not. Miami's gonna. Suck. So for those of you who don't remember, Robert said that Miami's gonna suck because they always suck. They always do a good job at the beginning. They upset somebody. They get ranked, and then all of a sudden, um. You, then they play Clemson. They get they get they hit five hundred and they suck. Here's the issue: they brought in Mario Cristobal. Cristobal. I didn't want to. I didn't want to assume his yep. last name. Uh-huh. They brought in the dude from. They brought in a defensive coordinator dude. They brought in. Uh, they brought in a new defensive coordinator and a new offensive. coordinator. Yeah, who was Michigan's offensive coordinator? Right, and then they fired him. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did. Immediately no, after one season. Yikes! Yep, I didn't think they were that now bad he's the last year. Coordinator in Maryland. Yikes! That's not good news for Michigan. <laughs> Why? We've had no problem with Maryland. I mean, yeah, but they also Maryland haven't had is, an ex-head coach. Maryland is just uh, Clemson's Miami. That's all. That's all they are. Uh-huh. Like they're fine. <laughs> huh, I've never thought of it that way. Well, okay. So here's the deal: is it's a different culture. They're installing a new culture. So like, I don't think they're gonna be like in the top three. No, but they're going to beat A&M, and, and A&M's going to have all these expectations because Jimbo's attack. And they got more recruits and blah, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah, they're blah, They're going to beat A&M, and then they're going to – I mean, you heard it last week. Their schedule lines up very easily. They win their first game against a cupcake, beat A&M week two, then go on a little bit of a run, and then they have to play Clemson at home, and everyone thinks it's going to be a great game or whatever, and then it's going to be 8 p.m., ABC, 7.30, whatever the game is, and they're going to get obliterated by 30 points. I mean, you heard the statistics okay, last I'm, week. I'm, last four times Clemson and Miami's listen, played, it's I'm, been a minimum three-touchdown game. I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm not saying Robert's wrong. All I'm saying is that the reasoning is wrong. Why is the, why is the Because it's wrong? a different culture involved. In my opinion. I don't understand. I think they specifically brought in Mario in order to... I can't take his first name serious. It's a me! It's a me! The you! (laughs) It's a me and it's the you! I... That's a great joke. They brought in... Thank you. They brought him in in order to, like, change things around. Kind of like why Michigan brought in Jim. 
Well, right. They they brought the in thing Mario is, it's to get him to get him because he knows the program and to make the program tough at the line of scrimmage. Yeah. The thing is, is uh, Florida took all of his transfers because they're going to be more Florida State. Is that Toad doing okay? This one? Yeah. This one's great. It's this one that's having the issues. Oh yeah, I see that. What happened there? Um, hey, uh, ingrown that I dried out, peeled out myself because oh. I'm a man. Oh, I don't need right. to see a podiatrist. Oh. Well, fuck podiatrists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because screw podiatry. Hey, man, ortho all the way. Oh. <laughs> I can say that now. <laughs> um, so so okay. So it's a change of culture, but what does that have to do with it? I'm just. I'm saying. I. It's not going to be the same Miami that you've seen the past under like Manny Diaz, right? That was like a. I, I'm actually interested to see if I'm right at the end of this year, right? I always say that Florida teams have a have a um, what's the word I'm looking for? Have a lack of discipline. Discipline issue. Mm-hmm. I'd be interested to see under Mario Cristobal this year if they do better compared to under Manny Diaz, because that's what bit him in the butt with Manny Diaz. He's a hundred because Robert's a hundred percent right. That's exactly how they were with Manny Diaz. No, no. And I, I see the point while some of those early games were under Mark Rick and other coaches, but no, I see the point you're trying to make. The problem is it's always Miami. Miami hasn't been good. As you like to say, since cocaine was involved. Well, y- yeah, that's 100% true. And you also have to remember that Miami was still Miami when Miami was Miami. Sure. Because they would all, they would blow, you know, in 01, 02, 90s, they would, in the 80s under Jimmy Johnson, they would still blow these games sure. at the end of the, you know, Catholics I, versus convicts still happened. I, I just think, I mean, I, I if, you're right, if... If Miami is not going to Miami, it's going to be because Mario Cristobal came in. Correct. It's a me. Mario cam- comes in and changes the culture. Yeah. However, that I don't think that's going to be this, this year. Is, this has been four different coaches now. Back to 2015 when they were getting routed 59 nothing. That was four coaches Makai, ago. How many coaches was it between Harbaugh and and 2001? Two. I mean, it's the same. It's just the well, same that, thing. That's. Same years. same poop, different story. Twenty two years. It's the same thing. It's not the same. It's the thing. same time frame. No, it's not. Yes, it it literally is. That's no, not how time but it's works. Two more coaches. Yeah. Okay. Actually, it's probably more than that. Expectation. Miami's, Miami's I, had more than that. I, there's no way it was. All right. Well, now I gotta look up how many coaches Miami's. Had. I'm gonna look up goes. how many Michigan has. Hold on. I can tell you the Michigan coaches since 2001. All right. Name them. Yeah. It's Lloyd Carr. Yep. Rich Rodriguez. Yep. Brady Hoke. Jim Harbaugh. I Done. thought there was one between nope. Ro- Carr and nope. Rodriguez. Nope. Uh, okay, Brady Hoke really just felt like four coaches. That's why I hate this man. Yes, because he was so bad. Well, his first season, he used all of Rich Rod's athletes yeah. to go 11-2. and two, yeah. And then it was just downhill and from then, there. And then Harbaugh had to rebuild basically that... We don't have to look it up. My no, point is accurate. Now I want to know how many coaches the University of okay. Miami has had. I think my point is still valid while I was going to talk about how he's totally wrong about Appalachian State and we give them way too much credit for being an absolutely mid-team last year. Yes, they they upset Texas A&M and then did what? Nothing. He's totally right about Coastal Carolina, too, but they might be able to turn it around because I think they still have their coach. All right, so here we go. Here we go. Um, okay. Larry Coker was from 2001 to 2006. Randy Shannon was from 2007 to 2010. Jeff Stoutland was in 2010, so that means Randy yeah, Shannon an got, interim, yeah. got fired. Al Golden was from 11 to 15. Larry Scott was took then over in 15 when Al Golden was then fired. We don't after count the, interim coaches here. Then it was Mark Rick, Manny Diaz, and now Mario Cristobal. So if you don't count interim, yeah. since 2001, they've had one, two, three, four, five, six coaches. Yeah. That's a lot less than four. Four. Three. That's a lot more than four. I mean, a three. Uh, it's double. To be exact, yeah. Um, I I just you have different expectations for Miami compared to no. It's because we like to shit on Miami, Michigan. Okay, 
but I feel like there are other Florida schools that I'd rather shit on. Oh, yo, is food here already? Sweet. Okay, what other Florida schools would you rather do that to? Because UCF, for sure. Okay, what's wrong with UCF? Why does no one like UCF? Because they, they have a, a di- raw deal. What, in 2019? Yes, they should have made the college football playoff. Okay, you and I both agree with that, but the fact that they go around tanning that they're the national champions, while I like yeah, the swagger. Yeah, that's a little much. Is... They should have they said college football playoff member. That's what they should have said. I, I, again, I appreciate the swagger, but it's braggadocious at best. <laughs> it, 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 it is a little, it is a little, but the nickname for their stadium is epic. Is epic. And that would be the bounce. That house. bounce house. The bounce house is. Uh, awesome. Florida State is uh, perpetually overrated. Yeah, I think your biggest problem is with Florida State. When you got into college football originally, they were on every single primetime slot. Yeah, that that hated ever. That and so too. all James, you James and so Wilt. all you heard was oh. What, it, it what was James Wilson? Winston? Winston. Winston. I wanted to say Wilson. Yeah, he he just annoyed me half to death. Um, Mr. Stealing Crab Legs and Eating W's. Um, and <laughs> th- those were uh, uh, college and then NFL, yeah, correct? He yeah. only ate W's. He's somehow w's. still in the NFL. He literally, like, led the league, like, three years straight in interceptions. In interception. but he, and is somehow still a starting quarterback do, last do you know, year. But he's only one of, like, eight quarterbacks to throw for 5,000 yards in a season. In 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 college in NFL history oh, no. in NFL history he's like one of eight quarterbacks to throw for five thousand yards in a season. It's Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, he's Ben Roethlisberger, have like some successful podcast or something. Dan Marino, and Jameis Wilson. One of these things. Jameis Winston, Winston Drew sorry. Brees, and then there's like two others. One of these things is not like the others. Yeah, and it's like which one is not the Hall of Fame? And it's not because he's black. Um. Says the dude with the mustache. Ooh, uh, says the Germ- says the German with the mustache. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're about an inch away on either side from becoming the so, most famous. I don't German. understand. You asked a question. Sorry about yeah. the Atlantic, uh, the uh, the athlete, the American athletic athletic conference. conference. You got it. You got it there. Yeah. What, it took one? a little bit there. It was that one of the newcomers. Oh yeah. Would take over. All right, so I'll ask you. And what are the newcomers? A newcomer, uh, this is true or false. If you didn't listen to the uh, episode last week, I played true or false with not CFP insider Roberto because fans trash can over here wasn't going to be able to make the deadline for recording. Um, Hi. So we're going to kind of play that. We have some new questions. I'm also going to ask him some repeat questions as well. So. True. The question was true or false. A newcomer will win the AAC. Yeah. With the newcomers are Rice, Charlotte, FAU, UAB, North Texas, and UTSA. That's right. I was thinking of the new the Sun Belt. Oh, that was your James Madison question. The answer is UTSA. Robert is one hundred percent right about so, that question. So, but- you have a returning coach who has the culture locked in. You have a fifth or sixth sixth year senior. Yep. At quarterback. An air raid offense, and the dude who threw, I think he has, I think he's back to back seasons at 2,500 yards. I, 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 he, he's pretty good. I, I, I'd have to look that up to, to, to give you, but like, there's no way they're going to cause problems in so, that conference. So, so you think it's true? Yes. One of those teams. Uh, and, and, it's, and it's specifically UTS. Okay. I like that. I think. I just think like East East Carolina because they play Michigan, right? What's the rule with with yeah, teams that play, always play Michigan? Well, except for they, last year. They go on – yeah, except for last year. They go on to actually have really productive yeah. seasons. He had back-to-back 3,000-yard 3, seasons. Great. And actually he had a 4,000-yard season last right. year. Right. So, I mean, no, he is a legitimate quarterback, and they have Texas athletes. So – He's built a program. He, he and and the head coach successfully, and, and yes. he doesn't for some reason didn't want to leave after I'm sure he had plethora of job options. So, okay, moving on. The James Madison question: It's possible for them to repeat. I agree with well, Robert. Well, that, well let, let me let me okay. ask it. James Madison will repeat in air quotes again. It's in air quotes because they moved from FCS to FBS last year. They weren't eligible for 
to play in the conference champion. So they, but they would have won the Sun Belt, or at least their side of the division. James Madison will repeat as champions of the Sun Belt. True or false? It's a two-part question. True yeah. or false? Um, I think it's false. Okay, you think it's false. The second part of that is, and will be the highest of group of five team. So, and if, I think that's that's false well, as well. Well, if the first, if part A is false, then part B has to be false. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, who who wins the Sun Belt? I have to look who's in the Sun Belt now. That's the issue with all these changes. I don't have them off the top so, of my head. Which so, so you said that Appalachian State is not gonna do anything, and I disagree. I think because Appalachian they State, were mid last year. I, but teams that normally are mid in these smaller conferences, I mean, you do it with the MAC all the time. You can turn around. Yeah, and so I think Appalachian State is in prime condition. Now, I'm one to say yes because of the what you just said with UTSA. So they build a culture. The coaches build a culture. He's won national championships at the FCS level. Troy won the Sun Belt last year. There, there's Troy in there that you have to consider, but also. What you have to consider with your point about UTSA and why teams normally struggle when they make the jump from FCS to FBS is because they don't have enough scholarships. It's the scholarship difference until you get the roster so, built up. Wait, let me finish my thought. With, oh my with COVID, because yeah. this is very important, with COVID, they expanded the scholarships. Yeah. So James Madison was basically playing at the same level with the same amount of scholarships yeah. as FBS teams already. They had a run because of COVID. They've had a head start on most FCFF BS teams that jump, like Jacksonville State this year. Yeah, is going from FCS to Conference USA. Yeah, they probably will struggle a little bit because the numbers shrank back down. Yeah, but now James Madison already has that depth and could can just keep bringing the kids so, in. So these are these are my two thoughts. So first of all, I think they're going to do the exact same they did last year. They technically did not. Win. Coastal Carolina led. No, they would have won. James Madison finished at the top. and would I'm have... literally looking at the standings on the Sunbelt Conference. Yeah, but they tied and James Madison beat Coastal Carolina. Oh, uh, I see what you're James saying. James Madison. But then they lost the... to Troy. So technically Troy won the Sunbelt Conference. Correct, but James Madison would have won their side of the division. I see what you're saying. That's right. You technically said conference in your question to be Correct. Fair. Yeah, okay. I, I mean, I, I did so it for I think bait. it's going to be close. 100%. I think it's going to be very, very close. I think they're going to repeat. The only thing that I am uh, – I forgot about South – the Polar Bears of South South Alabama. I love, I love the Polar Bears of South Alabama. Um, the, the thing that I'm worried about, right? So, yes, they brought in North Dakota State, Carson Wentz's coach, right? This guy who just tore up the FCS. Who are you talking about? James Madison. Okay. Did they bring in FCS? I thought that's who they brought in. No. Um – no, he went to Kansas. Kansas. He went to Kansas or Kansas State. Kansas State. Chris yes. Kleiman. Sorry, we got it. They have a guy who's torn up. He was win with James Madison right? for forever. Yep. Or forever in terms of college football. Yeah. The weird, interesting thing phenomenon that's going to happen is that you go from top dog in lower division, right? Right. From a recruiting perspective, right. to bottom. Okay. With the chance to win less. No, but that's what so I'm you, saying. So you miss all the kids who wanted to win, now are just going to either go to a different FCS school or go to a better possible chance, maybe second string option no, in but, FBS. No, but that's what I'm saying is James Madison went from top dog. No, I'm saying their pool changed. Your talent pool has changed. It's gotten de it's gotten it's it's gotten more shallow, I guess, would be technically the way. But I don't think so. Yeah, okay. Or deeper. So, so I It'd think, be deeper. I think traditionally that's how it works, and that's why but you the think NCAA says you can't compete in postseason because typically, yes, your talent, pool, your talent pool is more shallow, so you don't get the recruits you're used to, right? You're, not, you're used to the top le FCS level recruits. Right. Now you're getting the bottom level F. BS recruits. Right. However, because of COVID, yeah. that they were able to uh, retain all the top level FCS players. They played very well. Now, 
they're still going, yes, their pool shrinks, but it gets deeper because now they're top level of the Sun Belt. They're still top level of the saying. Sun Belt. So really there was no so, drop off. So so I guess then to me this is more important and more indicative of what this season looks like. Sure. If they can repeat, which I still don't think they can, I, I think, think they're they gonna have a Troy or Coastal Carolina or somebody throw randomly into the mix, you know, okay. a resurgent Louisiana, not gonna happen. And it's not gonna be Coastal Carolina because they lost their the leading tackle in the division to Michigan. So the sack the, getter, yeah, yes. he's the new Josiah edge rusher. Stewart. Yes. Yep. So, all right, that's my thought. Can so, I ask you my five? Is now a good time to ask you? Oh yeah, I, I want to ask you. Uh, well, I guess you have a couple. If you want to have a couple more, go for no, it. No. So, who do you think will be the highest group of five team? Group S- someone from the American. Is that UTSA? So you said UTSA is going to so win the American. It's, so that that's got to be. It's UTSA. probably going to be UTSA that's if awesome. UTSA wins the American. I would love that because I honestly think that with the athletes in Texas, mm-hmm. UTSA will. When this thing goes to, if they win it this year, go to a New Year's Six, perform well there, which yeah. I think is a high possibility. Yeah. And I'm kind of on board. I'm kind of on the UTSA hype train. Yeah. I think. That UTSA, when this thing goes to 12 next year, becomes almost an immediate dynasty contender. As in, they're in the playoff every single year. They're in their own dynasty, kind of. They're building their own. They're in the American dynasty. Especially if they can keep the coach. Correct. That's the big one. If they can't keep the coach, they have to. Right. They're going to have Everything's to do something. Everything's bigger in Texas, including college football. So UTSA um, then and gets it's a all perfect, the... It makes, a, it makes total sense that San Antonio gets something Oh, abs- absolutely. San Antonio, great sports town from yeah. what I hear. Never been to San Antonio. Never either. All right, what's your five? Okay, well, actually piggybacking off of, off of that question. All right, all right, yep. Because that's a really good question that I had, and I have to pull up the my... Scrolling back here. We're only at 20 minutes. Don't worry. We're only at 22 minutes. We have plenty of questions we can ask each other. Dear Lord. Oh, I'm sorry. There we go. Three years later and my things are up. Uh, True or false? Over. So over under. Mm -hmm. Over one and a half group of five teams will finish. Group of six. I'm sorry, teams. No, it's called group of five. It is now group of five. It's power five and group Group of of five. five. Over one and a half group of five teams will finish in the top eight. False. I don't think any will finish in the top eight. And it's going to frustrate a lot of people because I think someone from the American uh, or another conference is going to only have one or two losses and should fill that eighth spot. Yeah. But I think the highest finisher um, from the group of five will be right around 12. Are they expanding it to 12 or eight? I forget the playoff. 12. Okay. So, it, so it I thought be, they were expanding it to eight, which is why I said eight and not 12. So it will be the top. It will be six conference champions. Yeah. So five power five plus the highest group of five. They get automatic. Then it's the next so that's the six. The top four of those rank get to buy. Then the next two are the top seed and will host games. Then it's the next six after that. So the the reason I bring that up to give you more ammo to go off here, okay, is and and Robert said this last week is they're going. I feel like the committee and I agreed with him. The committee is going to set up this year's rankings below four but especially in the top four, to set their standard for next year. Right. Meaning you have to have minimum, like maximum one loss. You know, the memes of like, if this happened sort of thing, i.e. if the playoff was, this is what it would look like. And they're expecting people to do, I feel like they're going to expect people to do that. And therefore they're going to put more group of five teams in, in this case, the top 12. Could be. But I, I still feel like I still feel like there will be a three loss. Uh, let's pick an old miss squad. I, and I don't like picking on old miss because I like Lane Kiffin. I think he's a character. A three loss old miss squad. Yeah. That has had one really bad losses and then two close losses on the road, but then 
but then they had a big win against Tennessee and Auburn or something like that. And they're going to put so them at 12. The what's the deal with Tennessee? They lost their leading receiver and their QB. Because I get they be, retained their coach, it, but dude. It's the style of offense. The style of offense Josh Heupel plays is very friendly to it, – it's a plug-and-play offense most of the time. It's, doesn't he run a version of the air raid? Yes. And the air raid is – Kind of like a triple option where it's, I mean, yeah, you got to know what you're doing, but it's really plug and play. I mean, but it's also hit or miss. It, it can be, but also you're doing it with SEC talent. The big question Fair. is, Fair. so with Josh Heupel's offense, you have to have a quarterback that distributes the football and knows where he's going with the football. Yeah. And can, yeah. Right. But he's a distributor. Yeah. Right. It's get it to the outside and then inside zone up the middle. Joe Milton has struggled with consistently distributing the football accurately. That's why he lost his job to Hendon Hooker the first time. Now, he did a good job against Clemson, but he had all this time to... Yeah. He's a much better runner than a sit-in-the-pocket. Now, if he has grown as a fifth-year senior since he was at Michigan and sitting behind Hendon Hooker, that's fantastic. And if they... There will come a time if he's feeling himself that they will max protect him. Yeah, and get a one-on-one well, matchup on the outside. He can push the ball down the field, and no throw, issue. And he's going to throw it yeah. eighty-five the, yards. That, that for was the touchdown. thing when we saw him as a, as a recruit into Michigan yes. that they were his arm talent. His arm talent is second to none. Yeah, his arm talent is is better than Patrick Mahomes, better than Anthony Richardson, better than Will Levis, or the best thrower in the NFL. Hendon Hooker was making all the same throws that that Will Levis was. Correct, but also... No, sorry, Anthony Richardson. The speed they play at is will also get the defense confused. A lot of Jalen Hyatt's touchdowns, which is why he kind of went so late in the draft, are because six of them, six of like his 14, he was wide open, no one within 30 yards of him. Yeah. I could... I could have scored a touchdown in college. And I'm 28 years old with a bad back. I mean, what are we doing? That's a good point. Right? That's a good point. Okay, well, I still don't think they're going to do as great. but No, I mean, but the potential's there. With that offense, all I'm saying is potential's there. What do you got next question So speaking of potential being there, Kansas will come in second in the Big 12 this season. I think that's false. Just because there are so many newcomers and it's still crowded. I think Texas wins the Big 12, finally. That was one of my uh, true or false questions last week to Robert. Go check out that episode. It's a great episode. It was. Um, I think Texas wins it. I think it's kind of a crapshoot. I really like Kansas State. Quarterback returning, head coach is a championship-level head coach at the FCS level. He's finally built this program. Yes, they've lost Deuce Vaughn. They've lost some other pieces. But quarterback is also returning. Um, I I think Kansas is about two years away yet from really making a splash. I think they're better than 6-6 six and six or 6-7 six and because I think they lost their bowl game. I think they're either 7-5 they, they, or 8 Their quarterback and four. got injured and they kind of tailed right. off after the loss to Kansas State. Right, yeah. but... Also, the Big 12 of late has been one top dog year in, year out. And yeah. I think it's going to turn into Texas right before Texas leaves. Yeah. And it's going to be Kansas State. No one's giving Oklahoma love. That's fine because I don't have any faith in Oklahoma. I don't have any faith in Oklahoma either. For you put a defensive-minded head coach in there and you don't get any you, transfers. You have a defensive-minded head coach. Yes, Jeff Lebby came in. That offense was okay, but they just fell apart. They fell apart late in games by historic They, they lost their swagger. The one thing that Lincoln Riley had oh, was swagger. Thank Just, you. I almost said Len Kiffin. Yeah. So and, and it it's, was, they're, it, they're the same looking white dude. It was a dude, confident swagger. Says that the dude no who mat- looks like his brother. That no matter what. Yeah. They, the offense was going to get it done, and yeah. that swagger just evaporated. Yeah, right 100%. And when you bring in a bald white dude, you got to have a certain amount of swagger. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's – yeah. I mean, speaking of unbald white dudes. Okay, unbald white dudes. I'm just joking. Uh, Arch Manning will start a game this season. I think that that is true. So I think Texas is going to win the Big 12, and I honestly think that it's very possible, as I'm just showing mid-drift all over this place – I think Excuse it's me. very possible that Arch Manning starts the second half of that season. So I could see Texas. Now, getting... why do you say that? You say that because you think Quinn Ewers is going to get injured? Well, he hasn't been healthy yet. 
a full season. So I think one of two possibilities, Quinn Ewers is going to struggle, and they're going he's going to struggle, but they're going to win games, and then they're going to lose, which is going to force the change to Arch Manning just to see what they got. Because if you lose two games, you're out of the picture. You lose one game, you're still in the college football playoff picture. Or Quinn Ewers is going to get hurt, and then Arch Manning is going to ball out. So I think, yes, he starts at least one game, but there's a high possibility he starts the second half of the season. If Quinn Ewers is struggling early, that fan base is going to jump on him very quickly. Yeah, I'm trying to find... He's been on campus a few weeks, and we're going to have to sit there and have definitive comments about who he is, Herb Street said. I wasn't surprised. It's the world we're in. What's the last name? Quinn. What's the latest name? Quinn Ewers was the most anticipated brand name to come out of high school football in forever, and then all of a sudden, here comes Arch Manning. What about Arch? Well, the guy you just threw to the side is supposed to be really good. Right. That's that's Kirk Herbstreet. Kirk Kirk Herbstreet has, Herb has a point. Quinn Ewers was the most highly touted yeah. quarterback to come out of college. He transferred a, to Ohio from Ohio State because he didn't start his freshman year. Right. right. He, he started early at Ohio State and transferred to Texas and started for them because he didn't start. Yes. He to whom the second overall the second overall pick in this year's NFL draft. Correct. Correct, and he wouldn't, but he wanted to start, and he played well. Talk at about Al- swagger! He he he. Yes. W- they were going to win the Alabama, the Alabama game. game if he didn't injure, and himself. then he was yes. injured kind of throughout. Yep. Which that's a then, lot of leg. Then he did. <laughs> that's a lot of leg, ladies and gentlemen. And then he really didn't get his. Like he got injured, then he, when he came back, the team just wasn't right. Like I feel like the rhythm got out. So, but if Arch, it. This is very similar. The situation to me is very similar to Spencer Rattler and Caleb Williams in yeah. Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is just what it screams like. Yeah. And I think Quinn Ewers could transfer and still do be wildly successful. What was the guy who you think? And was I the... think this year he can be wildly successful. But the problem is, the minute Quinn Ewers has a down game. 180 passing yards, but they win, but he's struggling. He's complete. He throws a pick. No It's going to be, what about Arch? What about Arch? What it's about Arch? It's going to be Arch Manning. Yeah. Arch. Arch Manning. Like, there will be some. We want Manning. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. We want Manning. Yeah, we know how the chant goes. Well, I didn't clearly at <laughs> the first half of that. So, that's what it's going to be with in the third biggest stadium in college football, fourth biggest stadium in college football. That, and that's a lot of pressure. So, yes, I do think he's going to start a game. It's Texas. I think that's fair. I'm going to hit you because this is a very interesting question. Yep, hit me up. Um, the 2019 LSU, so the Joe Burrows, yes. Justin Jefferson, and Jamar Chase Yeah. on offense. Yes. Is the best ever college football team in the 200 years, almost 200 years, the 125, 154. We're about to go go of college football. 54. I'm going to say, wow. So I'm going to say, false. I don't think they're the best. I think they're the best ever offensive team in college football history. I want to look at the results in their season for that as someone who was looking up stuff. Joe Burrow was outstanding. Obviously, they had the three wide receivers. They had Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. You know, but their defense was not great. Their offense had to outscore a lot of people a lot of times. I don't know who the best team in college football history would be. But I'm thinking it's one of the early teens Alabama teams that was just so dominant on defense, and it was so complimentary of the run. If you would take the LSU, 2019 LSU offense, and put it up against an early teens Alabama, like a 2011-2013 Alabama defense, that, that offense isn't scoring 17 points a game. I'm just sorry. It's just not. 
So, so 50, first game, 55-3, Georgia Southern. Yeah, okay. A number six rate ranked LSU at the time. Um, at Texas, 45-38. Great, great point. They had to outscore yep. somebody. Yep. That was game number two. Sorry, yep. this is a really And wish. if they lose that game, they probably don't make the college football playoff. Yeah. Because Texas ended up being not great that year. 14-65, Northwestern State, yep. number four Tigers. Excellent. I want to see if there's a better way of looking this up. Hold on. Give me one Why? second. Just read off all the games. Well, it's just very annoying. It's not like in oh, – I have to, sc- like I have to scroll. It's game, game summaries. Oh, like Justin Jefferson was the top oh, yeah. receiver, you know, nine for the Texas game. Um, doo, doo, doo. he was also the top receiver for the Northwestern State game at Vanderbilt, sixty-six to thirty-eight. At Texas A&M, forty-two to no, sorry, Utah State, forty-two to six. Okay, but Vanderbilt put thirty-eight points on him. So continue. Uh, twenty forty-two to twenty-eight against the Gators. Yeah, twenty-eight points. Uh, thirteen to thirty thirty nine Mississippi State okay. at Mississippi yep. State. Um, twenty to twenty three at Auburn. Yep, Auburn's really the only team that really kind of locked them up all year. Forty six to forty one in Tuscaloosa. Oldman in Tuscaloosa. Yep. Um, do 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 do. Scrolling down, fifty eight to thirty seven at Old Miss. Okay, so now we're on a run of three straight games that they've had to outscore opponents. Uh, fifty-six to twenty, Arkansas. Okay. Fifty to seven, Texas A&M. Okay, so now they have a streak of two straight games where they're fine. Uh, SEC championship against Georgia, thirty-seven to ten. Okay, four straight games. Peach Bowl versus Oklahoma, sixty-three to twenty-eight. Yeah, and really that. Yeah. Okay, Oklahoma's defense. National championship against the. Clem- against Clemson, forty-two to twenty-five. Yeah, so they had one, two, three, maybe four, five. It was three. They had stretches where they where their defense was not great. And what I'm saying is, a 2011 Alabama defense was locking them up ten out of ten times. Yeah, but that wasn't as fun. That was two to three. Remember that? That was yeah, baseball, uh, bro. I, bro, I hear that was the that was the worst if, season I, of. Has they, there been a more worse since eighteen ninety six? They are one of the best ever college football teams, but also I think a team that goes very under under the radar for greatest co- for best college football team is the year that Trevor Lawrence was a true freshman. That defense was Clemson was outstanding. Trevor Lawrence took over halfway through the year with everything also, that went on. They were out. I think we're going to find that last year's Georgia team is going to be. Okay. And that's the other thing. Georgia, these back-to-back years, both defensively and offensively, yeah. have put together quite a run. Well, I think we're going to find that out. We're Depending gonna... on how well those guys do in the NFL. It's like that 2008 or whenever that was. The uh, 01 Hurricanes. Where it was like that yeah, entire Warren defense, Sapp all, or all Ed pro. Reed, you right. know. No, no, I'm thinking of the all the all the guys uh, at 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 App App State when they upset Michigan oh, sure. that went on to be NFL players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they had a bunch of good NFL. Players. Yeah, yeah. No, I only time will tell. But no, you're right. Last year's Georgia team, really good. I I think that twenty that twenty nineteen that's the only other thing in recent memory. They, they at are, least in modern in modern football that's been as Dominant offensively, they are the gr- offensively they are the best college football team ever. They are the best offensive college football team ever. I'm a hundred percent on board. I just don't know if they are the best team because they kept getting because they would get into some shootouts. Now I'm not saying that every team you would put on the list didn't have some struggles with shootouts or whatever, but defense was. That in the middle of the season, people are like LSU's is LSU's gonna they're gonna score sixty points, but they're gonna give up sixty three because their defense is not great. Man, that's, that's all right. What other question you that's got? That's fair. I only have one other. question. All right. Well, what's your well? It can be a shorter pod. What's uh, your other Colorado question? will win more games than Micaiah thinks. All right. Well, Micaiah thinks that they're gonna win five games. Yes. Yeah, no, they're not. They're gonna win eight. We're gonna fight, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We've had this fight already. 
Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to UFC 305. We've, we've literally had this fight no. already. No. No. They're not winning more than five games. They're just not. All righty. They have no depth. You want to look up their schedule? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, I'm doing that. TCU. Right. That's a W. I have been. I cannot be more clear. Go put all of your money TCU on TCU is favored by 21 points. I understand that. It's Colorado winning in Fort Worth. You know who's favored by nine points the next week? Nebraska. Yes. They beat Nebraska, or they lose to Nebraska at home. I don't know why. That's a rebuild. They just fired Scott Frost last year. But they were still competitive last year. Colorado was 1-11. I, I, would, I would think somehow Sonny Dykes turns around to TCU and comes back and beats Colorado over Nebraska winning. Sure. I'm going to. That's just how college football let's, works. Let's say this. We're both giving them one and one to start. Yes. The first e two games. Either way, split it however you want. One yes. and one to start. Yeah. Colorado State. That's a dub. Yes. I, I'm on board because Colorado State was also one and 11 last year. Oregon is a coin flip for me. No, absolutely they're, not. It's they're hot route. and cold. It's a route. It, I, it's, Where, where's the game at? It, Boulder or Eugene? I don't, hold on. I think it's in Boulder. Is the team at the top or the bottom? Which, top. Okay. Who's at the top? Colorado. So it's at it's it's in Eugene. That's a blowout. Okay. Uh, to me, it's a coin flip. No. Okay. We'll, we'll come back. Wrong. We'll come back to you're it. You're wrong. But uh, we'll, we'll come back it. to it. Okay. Uh, USC in Boulder. That's a loss. That's a heavy loss. Yes, that's a loss. That's a twenty-five point loss. Arizona State win. Fine. That's a dub. Yeah. Stanford win. Okay. Yeah. New coach. Sacramento State scores a lot of points though. I said Arizona State. You said Stanford. I said Stanford. I did say Stanford. You said Stanford. And you were saying scores a lot. I said Sacramento coach. State. New coach from Sacramento State. Oh no, I'm thinking of from Harbaugh. I'm thinking of Harbaugh. Yep, Sacramento State. He's from Sacramento State. They You're score right. a lot of points. You're right. Okay. Okay. Uh, so still, that's actually a coin flip game for me. Still win. U UCLA lost. Coin flip loss. Oregon State loss. Coin flip loss. No. No. Arizona. Dub, dub. Washington State. I'm not sure about that one. No, that that's a that's a loss. Washington what was the record? What was the record last year again? Uh, I think they won seven games. I think they ended up winning seven games. All I know is they hit the over on five and a half. That's right. Because I won money from them. yes, and then the loss to Utah at the last game of the year. Because you okay, and I you both... want to go back to these coin flip you, games? Yes, we're going to go back to the coin flip games. Okay, let's go back to Okay, the... so Oregon State does not have it, and they have a DGA Uolungale okay. who's... <laughs> You'll get there. I, I I'm terrible enough. with hockey names, so I have no right to criticize. Ui uh -huh. Ungalale. Ui Ungalale. Close enough. Close enough. Yeah. Um, Listen, here's the deal. They're a run-centric offense. They know who they are. They want. They are. They are. They won ten games. Yes, they are the team that you don't know won ten games last year. Yes, they're the best team that no one knows. And you're game. asking them to a team with no definitive history in college football history. Yeah, you're asking them to repeat themselves again. Yes, with a quarterback. I'm expecting them to. Who is as wishy washy yep. as a window washer. In Wisconsin during the winter. You, oh, okay, that was good. Thank do, you. Do you know why, though? Because DJ was expected to quarterback run to be the run game for Clemson when he when he didn't have elite receivers on the outside. DJ doesn't want to run. He, wanna, he wants to stand in the pocket and throw the football like C.J. Stroud. Matchup predictor is saying that they have an 86% chance of winning. Exactly. Do you, know who, do you know who loves to run the football with three different running backs and who did it last year and whose coach's identity is to run the football? Yeah, who? Oregon State. So DJ eh. is going to have to eh. sit there eh. off a of play action eh. and throw the ball eh. 65 yards. Eh. It's an L. It's a hard L. It's not a hard L. It's a hard L. It's not a hard L. Makai, it's the middle of the season. We're not going to know what he looks like. Prediction right here. Yeah. Right here. I am more confident that Oregon State will beat Colorado than I am that Oregon will beat Colorado. Yikes. <laughs> I am 99.5% sure that see Oregon if, State. You should see if – what's the betting system we use? FanDuel. FanDuel Shout has FanDuel. that – 
We're trying to get them to give us <laughs> give us the money that you're not that, that Pat McAfee yeah, yeah, isn't yeah, yeah, using yeah, 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 anymore. Yeah. Give us 120 million that you're not giving McAfee. Over you will here. see the best, <laughs> most shiny podcast ever in the history of podcasts. Yeah, you will you it will just explode. It will hey, look fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I am a hundred. So you think UCLA is finally actually going to find their ass? UCLA wasn't bad. They just don't have a defense. You're talking. Okay, so your issue with Colorado is that they have no depth right now. Yes. Yes. Correct. I have no idea how big their roster for is the right next now. three seasons. They won't have any depth, and Dion's expect uh, we ta- as we talked about is expected to win th- at least get eight games this year and be college football playoff top twelve next year. Right. That you would assume with that, how much that would be the expectation, with, right? Yeah, in Colorado, they sold out everything. That that it better be eight games this year. Yeah, it better be eight games yeah. this year, right? Yeah. There, there's just no way. You're you're lit- we're literally discussing between two different games, right? I think I to me, to me, it's the Oregon State and the UCLA game. You so let's let's leave the Oregon State game because okay. you've made your point. All right, yeah, yeah, thanks. So UCLA hasn't been able to find consistency in my book. They have like uh, they go for like two weeks really hot, two weeks really cold, two weeks yeah, really yeah, hot. Yeah, they're, they're on and off. I can't argue that you are right. So if we if Colorado gets if Colorado is as good as I think they're gonna be right, which is false, right, which is an yeah. eight win team. Yeah, which is wrong, but yeah. That still does not put them anywhere close. It does not make it makes them middle of the table in the Pac-12, and it makes them not top twenty-five. Actually, it does well, it because it's po- all win- political. Right. So it depends yes. on who their wins are. But so it probably, shouldn't make them top twenty-five. It shouldn't. You're right. So all I'm saying is, Dion's going to have a better first year. Yeah. Then people are giving. Okay, let me change the question. Dion's gonna have a better first year than the media is giving him credit for. False, because the media thinks he's gonna win eight games this year, and he's not. No, they don't. After the spring game, no, but they do. They do. Listen, all the college football, all the actual college football people in the media think that he he's gonna... he's literally not favored to win any of his games. I understand right now. that, but the media just sees prime. And Prime can do anything. And Prime and all of these Jackson State players they brought in. He has no depth. And I forgot where I was going. Well, he does have depth. He doesn't have quality depth is the, what you're looking and, for. And, 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 uh, and I forgot my, my point with the, with the UCLA thing. His starters yeah. are half-decent starters. I'm still not convinced that a bunch of FCS Jackson State, right, yeah. who don't even play the rest of the FCS. Right can get it done at the FBS yes, level. That's They're, fair. That is fair. So you're asking Shadur Sanders, who, okay, maybe maybe he I don't know I don't know what kind of offers he got coming out of coming out of high school. Yeah, let's look at his My guess least. is he want, he followed his dad. That's fine. But I don't Travis Hunter, definitely. But here's the thing. Travis Hunter only covers half of the field and Travis Hunter spent the last year covering swack kids. He no, now has Colorado. to cover no. the offense of USC, the offense of UCLA, the offense of Utah, and it's big boy football there. Yikes. Dude, the, he's not even listed as a quarterback on ESPN. <laughs> Shadur yeah. or Shiloh? Because they also no, just the got quarterback, Shiloh. No, the quarterback. So, I, so they might be good for 24 points a game, up from 18 last year. That's mm-hmm. fine. But their defense is going to give ESPN, up. ESPN, fix your crap. Their their defense is going to give up thirty five plus a game. I mean, you saw it in the spring game. The ones were just walking down the field on the twos, and then vice versa. Yeah, there was it was an issue with defense for sure. It was it was and an, you you're flip you're literally flipping a table and telling the kids to pick it up, and half of them are leaving before and, the other kids pick it up. And also, my other problem is your point is valid. The people who haven't been there, who aren't leaving, aren't going to be able to teach the other guys how to lose. And blah 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 blah. blah. No, I'm why they should I'm hate to right. lose. Dude, there are enough kids sticking around. So, so and how, also, how he's earth, not... also, how on earth do you think that Colorado and Shadur Sanders, yeah. who hasn't played in front of more than, uh, I don't know, 
20,000 people probably. Yeah. He's going to walk into Eugene, one of the loudest places in America in college football, if not the loudest, on the side of a hill. It's assuming they have a good football 65, team. 65,000 people That's screaming. assuming Oregon has a good football Oregon's team. Oregon's going to have a good football team. You don't know that. Oregon's had a good football team for the last decade. Yeah, they've been middle of the top. That, that's not true. They've been bottom of the top. Micaiah, but Chip Kelly wasn't able to get it done. That's why he's not able to get it done down south. Chip Kelly wasn't able to get it done. Mario Cristobal had a really good program. The guy before that, really good program. The, the, it, Oregon Micaiah, is a historically Micaiah, a good program. The kids who go to Oregon go to Oregon for two reasons. To smoke pot? Weed and the uniforms. That's it. What are you texting? I'm looking up uh, uh, Duke. The Duke has joined the chat. I'm looking up by year just to prove you wrong. I don't. They at least had two losses every year. Besides, I think the one year that they made the college football playoff, which was Marcus Mariota's, right. which they had one loss. But two losses I'm is saying, still a good program. They, yeah, but the, one of those losses could be to Colorado. They could drop one to Colorado. All right, so... so, so I'm he, asking Colorado to pick up eight games, and they have coin flips in my head with my limited knowledge under what they have a 12-game schedule, 11-game schedule. So, so back to... They have a 12-game schedule. I'll go back to... I'm 12. asking them to pick up... Of the four coin flips, I'm asking them to pick up two. And I'm and I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. They're not going to be able to. They don't have depth. Because Dion has run the l- losers out of town. <laughs> Going back 12 years. You're a bunch here, of white kids. It's here, fine. Here's a decade. Since 2012. 20, I'll start in 2012. 12-1, yeah. and 11-2, 13-2. Yeah. Yeah. Then they did have a run of 9-4. and four. That's a good season. 4-8, yeah. 7-6, and 9-4. and four. And then they went twelve and two. We'll skip COVID. Ten and four. Ten and three. They're a ten win program every single year. With nothing in the trophy case to prove for it. Sure, nothing in the trophy case to prove, but still a lot of leg. I'm still showing a ton of leg. I don't care. It's comfortable. All right, let's get out of here. We're we're leaving, guys. This has been the fourth and one podcast. We don't have we don't have sound today. Listen, what do you expect from the worst podcast in the world? We'll see you guys when we see you guys. It's it's under it's like eighty days until no. It, okay, so but when this comes out, it'll be eighty three days. Exactly. When this comes out, it'll be eighty three days from today. It's ninety from June second. We're actually gonna have to start previewing the season legitimately. Yeah, no, no, I'm excited about it. Okay, hundred percent. Okay, I'm excited about this. Say, say uh, your stuff. We we might go back weekly as we are getting closer. Probably that's what I'm saying. Probably in July, we'll that's, probably go well, back weekly. That's, that's why I said that. Okay, well, wash your hands, you filthy animals. God bless you all. Peace out. We'll talk to you later.